0: Everybody, thanks so much for listening to Rachel's reviews. I always have such a great time doing this podcast, especially when I get to talk with people from all over the world, like I get to do. Uh, but sometimes podcasting is not an exact science, and it can be a little frustrating. Uh, once we got this podcast recorded, uh, Trevor is there in Australia. I'm in the United States, and uh, for whatever reason, there was some problems with the audio. Uh, but we talked about it and decided to go ahead and release it, that there was enough good content and enough good spots uh, to make it worth it. So uh just wanted to give you a little heads up that it's not perfect, but uh, hopefully there's enough there for you to uh, learn something and enjoy uh, our discussion on Captain Marvel. So thanks so much, everybody, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you all later. Hi, everybody! So we are so excited today to be back talking comic books. <laughs> and, uh, we, it's been about a year—was it was eight, nine months? I can't remember. Was the last time we was it just Infinity War?
1: Yeah, last time was Infinity War.
0: Yeah. So the last time that we talked comic book movies, and then we took a little break, and uh, and so I'm really excited to have Trevor from How to Love Comics back again on the podcast. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. So how have you been?
1: Yeah, I've been really good. Really good. I've uh, just been uh, reading lots of comics, uh, watching movies, and uh, <laughs> good. having a good time.
0: Dive in. We had a very special uh, special Marvel logo here.
1: Yeah, did. it did. It's a tribute to Stan Lee, which I thought was a very nice thing to do. Uh, yeah. Flushing with all his cameos and uh, very much you know, the smiling Stan Lee. But very nice. What do
0: Do you know if this is the last live-action cameo that we'll get of him, or do they have one for Endgame recorded?
1: I don't know. I feel like, I guess it depends on when these movies were filmed.
0: Uh
1: uh, Endgame Endgame wasn't filmed, like, back-to-back, was it?
0: But I think that they brought him in, and they did, like, a ton. Uh, But in just, like, one... But I don't know for sure. I don't know. If anybody knows, let us know. But yeah, that was really sweet. And both times that I saw it, everybody clapped at the end. It was really yeah. nice. It's
1: a very nice uh, tribute to him. And like, yeah, when you died, there was a lot of nice tributes. To him. Even DC did a tribute, which they printed in the back of all the comics. Uh, oh, they did. For, uh, yeah, it was. um uh, it's, like, so it's like thank you Stan from the well, like what uh, the, the, from the distinguished uh, competition because uh that's what Aww. Stan say, but uh they for was the distinguished competition.
0: Oh that's cute. I like that.
1: Yeah, it's and, a yeah, nice little uh, touching.
0: They had a little thing about him being um, Teen Titans go. <laughs> Maybe said a little, which was kind of cute. Uh for Stan. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but um but i like that that's neat uh so all right well very cool talk about the character and the history of captain marvel it's gonna be really fun um so i understand she had different variations i guess through the years that started out as like marvel started out as the character uh, yeah, so and as a man
1: yes yeah, so it's a very complicated character and uh, sort of it's very much a, what say, a legacy character uh-huh. Uh, There's probably about six people have gone under that name. Uh, there was, yeah, like you said, Marvel started off, and there was sort of a alien alien guy comes to Earth, comes a hero. Uh, Carol Danvers is actually a supporting character in that at uh, that time, so she gets into the original Captain Marvel. Uh huh, and when she eventually gets powers in the sort of the late 70s, her it's like the explosion of a, a device which mixes Captain Marvel's DNA with hers, and she gets the powers. So she's sort of she's half creepy from Captain Marvel, but also half human as well. Oh. That's sort of the, the connection, and then yeah, and but she came uh as a superhero called Ms. Marvel. So, joined the Avengers and all solo adventures before coming Captain Marvel sort of about two, 2012 so she's been Captain Marvel since two.
0: Okay because what I read was that yeah it started as Marvel, and then in 1982 there was a Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel in 19, in Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah and uh yeah so yeah, it was
1: Monica Rambeau was and uh, it's it, very sort of different powers to sort of the yeah, general sort of the Captain Marvel that we all know. And okay. uh, yeah, But then, then sort of the name continued. Um,
0: and then in uh, then there was Genus Vell in there was a man in the 90s. So yeah that, so that was
1: like he's he was like a, in convoluted comics he was like his son but it was also not technically his son It was sort of an artificial son <laughs> and then sort of kept on the legacy again. an initial daughter as well, that came along later, who was Captain Marvel for a very short time. And then there's been a, uh, another character who was known as Marvel Boy, who became Captain Marvel for a very, very short period of time. So it was like a blip on the radar, really. Yeah. Yeah. They,
0: they had. had yeah, they had. They said Philavelle, which was I guess Janus, Genis, Janus's Gen- sister. And then that was 2004. And then it said Kooner, which was 2007, said it was oh, yeah, right. a scroll Neverland. sleeper agent. And then, uh, and then Novar was the Dark Avengers male version. Yes,
1: yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so, oh my yeah, gosh. It, 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 it's like if things change, but then it snaps back and changes. Yeah. It, it all gets concluded that when you're in it, it, does, it, it seems to make sense at the time when you look back at
0: looks crazy <laughs> cuz uh so when they made they didn't make Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel in 2000 till 2012 correct yeah so
1: she was miss marvel up until then uh but yeah she wasn't uh-huh.
0: captain marvel and that i guess stan lee said it was carol danvers as chuck yeager basically the famous pilot as i i said on wikipedia <laughs> that's my great yeah. resource here <laughs> but <laughs> I have to say, so I got the comic, the uh, Captain Marvel: Earth's Greatest Hero graphic novel book, volume one. And I didn't really like it. I just, I don't know. There are a couple things. Like it. No, I didn't. It's probably my least favorite comic that I've read since we've been doing these. And I just, I felt like ever, almost every single time the female characters were shown, it felt like a modeling shoot. And uh, their hair was like windswept and they were very bosomy, I thought. And I just, I don't know. I just felt a little bit, this is made for dudes more than it's made for women. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I just yeah. found it kind of off-putting. I didn't really like it.
1: No, that's fair enough. It, the character, like, especially one of the reasons they went from... Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel was meant to be this transition to a strong female that uh, sort of stuff. Uh, but they sort of didn't stick the landing 100% to start with because they sort of picked the wrong artists. Um, yeah. And that didn't quite help. Um, later down, they, get a, they do a lot better job. They, they picked the wrong artists and it didn't help. And so the, the writing is strong, but the art doesn't reflect the writing, mm-hmm. which is a bit different
0: yeah like there's one where she goes back to, to 1943 yeah. and is fighting and the the one of the other girl soldiers has pigtails and a uh, basically like a sports bra military top uh, and her name is Daisy and I don't know just stuff like that that's like what are we in a Zack Snyder movie like this is <laughs> what's going on here it wasn't my favorite
1: yeah, it, it is funny the the arts that they had after that was much stronger and uh, should probably have probably been on from the start the character probably the characters that so they should have been portrayed in terms of yeah like I said less buzzy cool and uh, you know a bit more uh, female friendly yes yeah. uh, male gaze okay good but, yeah
0: well, that's uh, good like I mean, yeah
1: after the opening uh, arc it's, uh, it's 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 all uphill from there.
0: Oh, good. Well, that's good to hear. I I didn't finish it all, so hopefully it gets maybe it gets better. The uh, but I was just kind of like, oh, I don't want to read this. Uh, yeah, so there are some characters that I kind of wish had appeared in the movie. There's a there's a Helen Cobb, a Tracy Burke, a Daisy Johnson was the even her skimpy clothes, but she there were some interesting uh, characters I thought. Ah, uh, there was a um Japanese character that I wrote down. Now I can't find it. Yeah, oh gosh, no, I can't find it.
1: But yeah, so anyway. like so, yeah, the time I uh roughly sort of while she wasn't named, she was sort of amalgamated into a different
0: character. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they probably well, they couldn't bring any of those characters in because they felt like they had to kind of they were so tied to what was happening with Infinity War. I know, because that would have made it way more complicated if they, she'd had this whole team behind her and and all of that stuff, don't you think?
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. It's sort of, uh, considering she's already got, like, the Captain Marvel name and uh, her capacity was a uh, convoluted to start with, you've got to sort of shed certain things, so it, it makes sense for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then to go from there, so. Even yeah, I mean, though those characters might come down the track later on, or they might visit. Yeah. And they now be back together on the screen in the visible scenes.
0: Yeah, I think that they were, like, I enjoyed the movie, but I do think that they were, it felt a lot like Age of Ultron to me in the sense that both those movies were kind of uh, hurt a little bit by the fact that they were. Important pieces in the larger cinematic puzzle.
1: I yeah, uh, I, I, I can understand what you mean. Sort of like they, they had like a particular continuity, or to move the uh, universe forward to a degree. Uh, mm-hmm. Which yeah, sometimes that can uh, yeah hurt a movie, especially if you want a the movie to. Because a movie should also stay alone. But if you're you too tied to sort of continuity.
0: Yeah, because none of the new characters could really stay, stay with her because she needs to bump up ahead in time to be there for Infinity War. And, and the rest of those characters I, are in 1995.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be curious to see if they did the sequel, if it would be also sort of set in that 90s period. And mm-hmm. they do, we well, can talk about it a bit later, but uh, if there is a sort of uh, opportunity for a sequel, most likely to see in in space.
0: Mm-hmm. right well anyway yeah it's what's interesting the character i guess spent a lot of time with captain america and then also with um peter parker depending on the era i guess that's the only other major avengers character i read in these in these comics yeah she's, yeah
1: so i mean she was a main, she's a mainstay in the uh, in the avengers so she sort of uh spend a lot of time with uh, various Avengers teams and members, so there's like a, yeah, a strong staple in the universe. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you agree that it, she's not comparable to Wonder Woman as far as character in the lore and everything? Like, Wonder Woman's way more predominant. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh,
1: uh, definitely, really? yeah. Maybe after this movie, she might, uh, maybe after this, she might jump up a, a couple weeks. But, yeah, uh, traditionally, she hasn't been as well-known as sort so Very much at the top, and then there's a big gap. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, till like, the, the most recognizable after that, which, you know, might be Catwoman or someone like that. hmm
0: Yeah. Maybe, like, a Batgirl or something like that. Um. All right, good. Okay, good. All right, so this movie it starts out we see carol and what we see is she's known as re as verse
1: yeah that's right we see her fighting with uh jude law well actually no she has the dreams first that's right dreams and we don't know quite know what these mean uh we find out later that these are flashbacks but yeah at the moment we have no idea what these means right so and and there was smoke mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, it starts out in Hala. She's on the planet for the Kree people. And I guess we have seen some Kree people. I didn't realize that we had. Uh, but you see later on Jaimon Huntsu's character, Korath, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess is Kree.
1: Yeah, so and uh, we were on one of the Kree planets for um, Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: The very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, when he does his dance. Uh, yeah, and then Ronin, I guess, is Kree.
1: Yeah, and the Creed as well, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so this is a alien race uh, that... Is there any other characters that we've gone to know? Except for those, just those two? Uh,
1: in terms of ones that we've seen so far, I guess, yeah, those are the, the, two.
0: the, the yeah. main
1: ones. And then, uh, yeah. but then we get introduced to more Creed characters.
0: Do most uh, of the... In uh, the... Jude
1: Law's... Uh...
0: Right. Do most of the... The planets in the marvel universe have homogeneous aliens does that make sense like they're all the same or are they mixed up uh uh, i
1: guess it depends on the (laughs) like uh, it depends on the really because there's like ones where there's like they have like expansive empires Uh so then there's a bit more of a variation because it's sort of like they spread out and then they sort of take over the plants or unify with other plants and then so. Because in Guardians, of the,
0: Guardians it, of the Galaxy, there's that whole planet yeah, with...
1: People.
0: Yeah, with everybody. That whole city in Guardians of the Galaxy. But anyway, uh, yeah, so there's this uh, place. And I guess if, since you know the comics, you must have been immediately suspect of the Kree or was that a surprise for you?
1: Uh, with the twist? Um, yeah. I yeah, was a bit surprised. The, the Kree in the comics is sort of, they can be villainous. They can sort of be, so it depends, like, it's sort a of flip-flops depending on the story. Because obviously someone like Ronin is always seen as a villain, but uh-huh. the Cree aren't always a villain. So okay. It's sort of, so you didn't know? It was a bit nice, so I didn't
0: know. Right. Well, I didn't know until as soon as I saw because somehow I missed that in the trailer that Ronan was going to be in the movie. So when I saw him, I was like, I leaned over to my friend. I'm like, Oh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, duh. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so so she gets the Cree blood in her when they find her, and so does she become kind of Cree, or but they put that thing in her to make her like not be as powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a dampen the cat uh blood transition from creep blood I may become like part
0: creepy,
1: but uh obviously she's got creep blood now, so obviously replaced the blood because she
0: bleeds blue Uh-huh. Yeah. So and she just has these flashes of her past she gets these night nightmares and she gets this training from yon rog about uh about her getting rid of her emotions and fighting and uh and not giving in into her anger her frustration or whatever and um how did you feel about how they set up the mystery and how they kind of handled that whole part of the movie
1: yeah i liked it because it was it was. It, I find it interesting because it was a, a very, very non-linear way of storytelling for mm-hmm. a, an MCU movie. I mean, most of these movies uh, are very, especially the opening ones, very linear in the sense that it's character. We we meet character that they get into a, get the, the power or the gift or along those lines, and then they meet a bad guy. Yeah, story. This is uh, you know. It established a bit of uh, character powers, and then we sort of find out through the progression of the movie how that actually happened, which I think is uh it must be a change because it's sort of it can get it stale using the exact same formula. Especially since the mother mm-hmm. movie often criticized that being very formulaic.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think who kind of similar, kind of loses their memory of who they are. I mean, maybe kind of similar to Superman. I didn't. I mean Man of Steel was divided up in a way that it wasn't as effective in doing that because it was all split up all over the place but uh but but the original superman from way back i think had some of that flavor from 1978 yeah i guess it means yeah.
1: like it um, wasn't he was born in like yeah you it know, didn't i thought
0: yeah and so I thought it worked I really liked her yeah. her I thought it brought some heart to her her kind of trying to figure out sort of who she is and and it, I mean I kind of <laughs> almost felt a little bit like I don't know someone like Harry Potter you know kind of trying to figure out he, who he is and he's always felt kind of out of place and what's going on and kind of <laughs> there's a lot of stories like that and in in literature and uh so i thought i liked it i you know these two directors are indie indie directors that they uh that they plucked from (laughs) obscurity to make this movie and i anna bowden and ryan fleck are their name and i think that those scenes are probably where you saw them the most uh and i i think maybe the probably the most mixed response that people will have because it is kind of. A little bit different, uh, but I liked it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it gave her some heart and kind of got you engrossed in the movie right away, with what was going to be happening. Uh, so she and you find out about the scrolls, and which are the enemy of the Kree, and they are basically shapeshifters. And how did you feel about the way they depicted the scrolls?
1: Uh, I was happy with it. it. It was one of those things where they, they're pretty much uh, what well they were in the comics. We find out later on that their motivations uh probably a bit you know, are different to what we uh, originally thought. And that was a nice mm-hmm. twist to them because uh, they're often, well, a nice 9% of the time, they're sort of depicted as the villain of mm-hmm. the piece. Yeah. And I thought that was the way that I was going to go the full way through. But so it was a nice little spin on that um and they, yeah, they, were, they they had a lot of like heart, and, uh, heart to them and the, instead of having families and you actually could sympathize with them as well um which yeah was, uh,
0: was, it kind of reminded me yeah. a little bit of klingons in star trek <laughs> the way they look to me i don't know if you know star trek at all but it they kind of yeah which they're villains of course in star trek but uh but i don't know that's immediately their makeup design and stuff kind of reminded me of klingons but
1: yeah exactly when i was in the where they uh did a bit of a like a, sort of a cry kind of thing and it sounded like it's it sort a of, it clicked in my head oh Klingon. on like when, yeah right and they do that death cry
0: yeah that's what i <laughs> so, thought too especially this last season of uh star trek discovery is especially true they really looked like because they have a little bit of a different design on discovery uh but um I don't know, it just reminded me oh, a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. So that's interesting. And so there's also this idea of the supreme intelligence. That's this artificial intelligence that you go to, you talk to, and it shows you who you admire most, I think. Right? Or something like that. Yeah, and, it
1: was yeah, it was like the most the person you the most admire is a
0: So she sees, uh, yeah, this woman there. We don't know who she is. It's Annette Bening, who ends up being Dr. Lawson or Marvell. And we get to know her a little bit later on. But yeah, what did you think about that?
1: It was an interesting choice for me because I was like, well, as soon as I heard them drop the name Supreme Intelligence, it's like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do this. Because in the comics, the Supreme Intelligence is this giant, it's almost the... If you're familiar with Power Rangers at all, of Zordon, uh-huh. where it's yeah. like a it's like a head in like a giant green head with a lot of, sort of tentacles flying out, of the Medusa style, uh, with probably about six eyes in this giant mouth. And I thought, how are they going to do that on the big screen?
0: Kind of like, is no, it would be of, similar to that Darmannu?
1: Yeah, it, it kind of like that, like um. But probably like a, a, a green and a bit more alien looking.
0: Uh huh. Interesting. Okay. Cool. And it was
1: like so. So to actually, have this like, this concept of the uh, uh, person you most admire. It shows uh-huh. I found was a very interesting because like, it also played into the narrative and sort of add to that mystery as well. Because like so, yeah. yeah, like you said, you wonder who this person is and why does she and why this person. The most.
0: Right. And so, yeah, so she uh, ends up getting taken by the scrolls and uh, she, well, first she goes to fight as this like sleeper uh, agent, whatever. And then she gets taken by the scrolls and, but she's able to escape and she ends up taking a ship and she ends up going to, uh, I forget what they call it, CT i forget what they call earth
1: but essentially it was earth, yeah.
0: yes so she ends up going to earth and she's in 1995 and she ends up crashing through a blackbuster <laughs> uh, and i i don't know how did you feel about all of the 1995-ness of the movie did you think it was fun or distracting
1: uh yeah it's one of those things especially the further or the closer you are to something like to say the 90s uh-huh. the more distracting it can be especially if it's not done in a particular way sometimes it feels like oh look we're doing 90s as opposed to making it sort of feel natural or uh sort of you know not too distracting like you said um i feel like in terms of if it was distracting i think it was on that raises edge uh-huh where I think it might be just my mood. Um, I didn't care too much. I sort of knew there was going to be a bit in there. So, um, I felt too far, but I feel like if I was in a different mood on the day, it might have helped me a bit more.
0: Um, right.
1: I just uh, interesting note about Blockbuster. There's only one left now. Mm-hmm. There was two. There was actually one in Australia which closed up uh, this week, like two days ago. Yeah. It closed up. But they're saying one left in oregon
0: (laughs) it's so funny to me because people are so nostalgic about it and i kind of kind of have to remind people i'm like the late fees were the worst (laughs) 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 they were like merciless about those darn late fees (laughs) you end up up getting in time you you had to pay it yeah if you were late at all then you had to pay you'd end up paying for the whole price of the, of the VHS if you weren't careful. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. like it wasn't that great. <laughs> but yeah, there's only one left in Bend, Oregon. So yeah, that's a very Oregon thing to do. They're very, <laughs> very <laughs> hipstery in Oregon. So it's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It's like one not too far from me. I just figure out, I think how it's around. It's like a, it's not, it's not a busted. It's a, like a video easy. I don't know if you had those uh, in the US, but there's uh-huh. like the competitive chain. And yeah, it, it's bizarre. Sort of seeing it still there. <laughs> You're like, well, why? How's it? How's it keeping the float Yeah.
0: There's no place like that in Utah. the The uh, closest is at one of the art house theaters, at least that I know of. The closest at the one of the art house theaters, they have a a rental place, whatever. But it's all like Criterion's, it's like that. <laughs> it's very you know, oh, yeah. art house, whatever. And so. Uh, but that's the only place. That, I mean, there's the library. You can still rent movies from the library uh, here. That's that's, I guess, the new uh, blockbuster. Yeah, true. So anyway, I did. I do agree with you. I think it was right on the edge. Sometimes it pushed it, and if somebody was annoyed by it, I I would not argue that point with them at all. Uh, they definitely <laughs> like. I I like my superhero movies to be a bit on the cheesy side. But there were two moments that really pushed it, but I still kind of liked it, but it was really pushing it, is the, she's not a, it's it's not a weapon, it's a woman. That line was so cheesy. <laughs> that was pushing it, that line. And then also the, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the no doubt, just a girl, whole music choice for that whole sequence. That was pretty heavy handed. Yeah. But I still kind of yeah, enjoyed it. I guess
1: it's, Yeah, especially soundtracks is a um, very thing as well because uh, everyone has this sort of personal taste and, they're, and, they're, and because music sort of very, very much represents a person and how they felt at the time. So having something, especially in the 90s or the 80s, a particular soundtrack, if you don't agree with that song or that song means something different to you. Yeah. Instead of make or break a scene in
0: the movie well, i like the song it's just pretty on the nose to be like a girl fighting and saving the world and the song's about a girl like this is a pretty like for instance guardians of the galaxy one of the yeah. things i didn't like about guardians of the galaxy two compared to Gal- guardians of the galaxy one is i felt like the song choices were way more on the nose in guardians of the galaxy volume two Whereas the first one, they weren't like, they were just kind of songs of their time. They weren't necessarily like narrating and part. Because the thing I didn't like in Guardian of the Galaxy 2 is there's a whole thing where they literally stop fighting the gold people and like change the soundtrack. Like the, the characters are way more aware of the songs. They're like interacting and it's like they know about it, if that makes sense. And when. Star uh, Starlord's dad leaves the mom of course they play Brandy because she's a fine girl what a good one wa- you know it's like that's very on the nose of what's happening in the movie as opposed to just being fun music and uh, and this that's kind of the same thing here but I don't know I guess I was just in a better mood I don't know I still I, I thought it was fun enough but I could totally understand they were definitely like you said on the razor's edge there with this movie for sure
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a roll the dice almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so she's seen the, she gets captured. Uh, we meet Talos, the head of the scrolls, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn. What did you think of him?
1: I liked it. Uh, obviously with the accent ears yeah, and the personality behind the kind of, uh, villain. Um, but then also, He's a very sympathetic character towards the end. Especially yeah. when at the family's introduced. And I, so I liked him. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, I did too. I, I think it worked really well because he's been a villain so many times before. So it did a good job kind of making the twist work. Because he was a villain in Ready Player One, in Rogue One, a bunch of other stuff. And so I think that helped it kind of be more of a surprise. Oh, definitely, yeah. hmm yes so she she gets free she lands on the earth uh and then nick fury and agent coulson come what did you think of the de-aging of agent coulson and nick uh, fury
1: Roger. i didn't mind it just um some of it was you know it than others uh that like that it was sort of a de-aging kind of thing was happening mm-hmm. um but overall i didn't mind it um and it was good to see some them in a sort of a different dynamic where they're less in charge and I guess like Colton, especially Colson where he's uh brands to the whole thing. Uh, and then and sort of uh sort of being yeah, definitely sort of become and sort of been sort of the boss.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought it looked amazing actually, especially on Samuel Jackson. I, I thought it's the best we've ever seen it i i mean you basically kind of forgot about it it didn't look quite as good on colson um and i think part of that is just we're not used to seeing him with hair like that (laughs) um but uh but uh, i uh, i i don't know i thought it looked really good it's kind of scary how far that technology's come
1: oh definitely yes you know they'll be like doing tom cruise or something like that and they'll be getting looking like he was in the 80s or something yeah <laughs> they just live on
0: forever. it's kind of weird there's this whole it's not that good of a movie but there's this whole movie called the congress which is all about the idea is i don't know why it's called that but it's about robin wright penn plays this woman who basically agrees to retire because she's she's this actress she agrees to retire, and there's like a computer um, CGI version of herself that then continues to be young and be in movies. And she kind of gives up her image of herself, and she agrees to kind of for a lot of money live in seclusion. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, oh dear, <laughs> how far are we from that? This is scary, but.
1: uh CGI. I remember. In media, there was a, my media teacher was like, like technology's getting so uh, so much better. than that. Twenty years time, you won't even have actors in there. it'll all be CG. So it's cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, I close to that yet. But uh, I think it's sort of. Will be there'll be Benjamin Buttoning and uh, a lot of people. I think
0: <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, yeah agreed. Okay, uh, so she goes to this army base and we find out that well first there was some fun action on when she's looking for the scrolls on the uh on the train on the train yeah that was a pretty fun scene that was fun
1: yeah it was uh, some interesting choreography there uh, mm-hmm. where i don't think the movie's strength was choreography by any means it was sort of uh sort of standard hollywood kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but no, no, but that train, that train seems fun in terms of the particular situations, and they sort of created out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. And, uh, and so, yeah, she punches the old lady in the face. You can't, not like that, that's fun. And because
1: yeah, that was in the, in the original trailer, and people were like, why is she punching an old lady? <laughs> <laughs> because there was, there was no indication that she was a scroll at the time.
0: Right. So she finds out at this army place that, uh, she is presumed dead after an engine explosion at this pilot, Dr. Lawson, who is the woman that she saw in the, uh, they find out who Carol Danvers is. Her back you know, all this stuff at this army place, and there were a lot of really fun moments in this whole section at the army place. I like the whole scene where Fury gets mad at her. <laughs> He's like, "You, you knew how to do that. You could do that all along, and you let me. <laughs> you let me uh, do the thumb thing you can it with, with the you can you. <laughs> That was funny. Uh, there, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson was. uh, kind of maybe carrying this movie a little bit he was really fun i think
1: and he he has good comedic uh uh, stylings as well so yeah it's sort of he adds to adds to that light mood which is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. although uh brie larson she can sort of she she's interesting in terms of the way she delivers her uh sort of more comedic lines she has this very particular smile on her face every time she does it Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed. It was very. Yeah. It was almost. I would say Whedon esque, but there was sort of a, a little bit of that sort of uh Buffy kind of some sort of delivery to it
0: mm-hmm. in
1: terms of the way it, her visual expressions.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely. I liked her. I know she's been very controversial, and most of that people can have their own opinions about her outside of the movie, but in the movie. I thought that she was a lot of fun but also serious when she needed to be serious. She's not like my favorite avenger in the world uh, <laughs> but I thought that she was pretty decent yeah for if you think about you know, a, a lot of them we really haven't grown to love until their second or third movies if we, I mean I don't think that many people love Steve Rogers in movie one, like we're super attached to him it, you know it took a couple no. you're really attached. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. I think it's one of those things it will either be like repeat viewings or uh, a sequel where yeah. she'll be able to up her game yet again.
0: And this, uh, the, the there last... might be some
1: additional investment to the movie as yeah. well.
0: Because the last couple, we forget, because the last couple weren't really origin stories. We'd already gotten to know them. Like, we already knew Peter Parker. We already knew T- T'Challa. Uh, and so uh, it, I guess the first Ant-Man and... I mean, Paul Rudd is a chemistry machine, so it's not really a fair com- comparison. Uh, but it's been a while since we had an origin story kind of like this. I, yeah, I thought uh, she did fine. Doctor but yeah, Dr. Strange. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that, there was all that at the Army base, and she finds out that the engine that exploded had the power of the Tesseract in it and gave her strength when it exploded. So here's my question about all of this so the tesseract how does the tesseract relate with the infinity stones
1: so there was an infinity stone from memory the tesseract and the infinity stone inside it
0: the tesseract has i thought that thanos had all of the stones in the glove
1: but this is the, in 1995 remember so it's right. the day
0: before oh
1: and, remember, captain America, the first captain america thing. and after that we don't know where it's gone and then we don't see it again until Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. has it. So I guess it's a trans-quick uh, how S.H.I.E.L.D. gets the uh, Tesseract. The so um, yeah, it's 1995, so it's, um, yeah, Thanos has been more seen yet, uh, but we know it. We know we've got see some kind of Easter egg in outer space with Thanos down the line, but, uh, at the moment, yeah. So apparently, yeah. For memory, there's a stone in there, and I'm sure someone listening will be either screaming, "Yes, that's correct," or no, no, "That's wrong." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that,
0: she's found a way to go back into—I mean—to go up in time, and she can bring the tesseract with her. So that'll be like an additional tesseract. No,
1: oh, well, the tesseract because the the cat for the tesseract, and uh, maybe saw the end. Angry- scene the right reason, the, the cat spits in it so that's the shield has it and she's just been in space for 25 years old, but that's my assumption.
0: so she don't you don't think she has the tesseract when she's there back there with the avengers that's no. not how she's gonna she's not gonna defeat thanos that way
1: no i don't think so, so oh okay the Tesseract because the, the cat has the tesseract so Is that- i think it's just the same one that she has
0: because I'm just wondering, how is she going to defeat... How is she going to be enough to defeat Thanos? I mean, because he was able to defeat all the others. Like, what? How is how's she going to do it? <laughs> the wait and see, I
1: guess.
0: Like, um, in guess, Justice League... Well, she's an
1: additional power.
0: Like, in Justice League, you knew that, of course, Superman could defeat whatever that guy's name. I can't remember. Um, but I'm thinking, how is... Captain Marvel gonna pull this off. <laughs> What's going on? Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll talk more about that coming up. But so yeah, so they find the test tesser- they have a Tesseract and they have this, they have George at the Army base, and he is delightful. Almost everyone's cat. favorite cat, because cats do not have a good track record in movies. Poor cats. Nice. They're almost always bad. <laughs> Whether it's the Siamese cats and Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> or the mean cat and babe <laughs> there's there's a long list of very very mean cats in yeah. uh movies <laughs> so they finally get their uh their superhero in goose <laughs> yeah,
1: true.
0: <laughs> it was pretty uh, I was, cute
1: I was, I was very surprised i was uh, to my, uh when we were watching the the, the, the credits when uh, goose was credited there's actually four different cats
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
1: <laughs>
0: that's funny. Oh, uh, So then they end up going with, the, uh, to, with Talos to the cloaked spaceship. And that's where they find the Tesseract. What am I saying? That's where they find the Tesseract. Sorry. Uh, in this ship where they've been keeping it safe. They end up getting found by the Krees. And there's just this back and forth. And so, then she ends up going to uh, meet Maria Rambu, uh, who is her old best friend, and they spend a lot of time at Maria's house talking about stuff, and I found, it reminded me a lot of in Ultron, when they spend all that time at Hawkeye's house, and... (laughs) I thought it was pretty slow. For me, the movie lost a lot of momentum in the middle. It was just a lot of exposition. Like, I thought it started out strong with the mystery, and then it got slow, and I got kind of bored. I've seen it twice, both times, got a little bored in the middle, and then it kind of picked up again at the end for me.
1: Oh, definitely. It, it's, uh,
0: it was obviously one of those things
1: where you had to sort of solve that mystery, and that was sort of the purpose of it. But yeah. I don't think it sort of stuck the landing in terms of uh, being in a way where it's revealing everything wasn't so
0: of Yeah, I don't know. Just all that stuff down there with. I I thought the lady who played Maria was pretty good.
1: And yeah, no, she was really
0: good. Ew, Lynch is her name. But I don't know. Just that whole part, it was very slow to me. Yeah, I know a lot of other people didn't feel that way, but I don't know. That wasn't my favorite. And I felt the same way in Age of Ultron. <laughs> as much as I like Steve and Tony chopping wood together, <laughs> I they to doing some other stuff. Um, but
1: <laughs> maybe they the intention slow down the momentum, so sort of give us a breather before sort of picking it up again later. Yeah. Intentional Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think that she showed enough emotion for like this should be such a huge thing? This whole thing that she thought was the way she should live her life. You know, and then all of a sudden, all this stuff makes sense, and it's 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 pretty, I don't know, it's it's a lot of changes in a very short period of time for one person, <laughs> yeah. You
1: think it like some people probably like like a crisis of identity, um, oh, yeah. She pretty, she's pretty cool, like it's maybe it's one that maybe more about like a revelation, and it's sort of like oh, everything clicks, so I'm really
0: happy. yeah. It finally makes sense. She didn't really sort of
1: look to it, yeah. It was, uh, quite mutual, but there wasn't a strong emotion. Like, but yeah, I wonder if that was a, like, yeah, a conscious voice or if it was just a, a sort of a, something that I thought at the time. Because I thought show a bit more emotion. With something that's been played in your dreams, it'd be something that you know, a lot. And like, actually, solving that sort of your sort of identity would uh, elicit a bit more Mm-hmm. i've never been in that
0: situation so maybe that's <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> uh, yeah who knows so what you'd feel right I, I feel like there's some yeah. i mean maybe like you're talking about like bucky Maybe i feel like there's some somebody obvious that i there's another character with a similar story arc that i'm not thinking of that should be really obvious but for some reason my brain but anyway uh so that's trying oh born identity it's kind of the same trying to put back together he has these slashes of memory
1: uh I've been interested quickly yeah i've never actually seen any of the born movies oh really i don't know i, I don't know how i've missed them but i've just never seen them
0: they're good but they make me sick they're very bumpy
1: uh, uh yeah i've been told that it's a bit like a transformers guy
0: michael bay <laughs>
1: Michael Bay, you've
0: had the exploitants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he does it about as, but Paul Greengrass is the director's name, he does it about as well as you could do it, but it still makes me I'm very, I get very stomach sick very very easy, and it makes me, uh, it's too bumpy for me, but <laughs> I have to wait and watch him at home on the small screen, because <laughs> it's too much for me, but anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, then we, yeah, we get to meet Goose, and then uh, yeah, he swallows the uh, Tesseract, and he defeats those. He's like a, a octopus thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Comes out that's
1: of <laughs> <laughs> I was actually reading uh, one of the comics recently where uh, there's a cat. The cat's got different names. His name's Chewie, but um, Carol Danvers goes into outer space, and um, she has to take the cat with her, because no one will look after the cat. Uh-huh. Uh, but it runs into the Guides of the Galaxy and uh, Rocket Raccoon sees the cat. Yeah, he keeps calling lurking and uh, he's like, "God, oh, get that away from me! Get that
0: away from me!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: so now, like, I wonder air- if
0: because Rocket's still alive, right? He didn't get snapped.
1: Uh, yeah, he's still yeah cause he was in the Super. He was, yeah, he wasn't snapped he was in the Super Bowl teaser that they did.
0: So, so that, that would be, no that could be funny to, uh, yeah. if they get to meet, if he gets to meet yeah, a Goose, yeah. that could be funny. <laughs> I could see that being good. Yeah, I wonder if
1: Goose is still alive, because it is 1995 and cats do well, mate, who knows how long
0: flirtmates live for. Yeah, who knows how long alien cats, we have no idea. So, yeah, and then uh, we, is it, is it too on the nose to have, do we need, everything to be explained like do we need to know how Nick Fury lost his eye is that you know what I mean because there's certain things in movies like that was a problem with Solo we don't need to know how Han Solo got his name we don't need to know you know like there's there's sometimes when it feels like franchises almost over explain everything to us uh and yeah yeah, Harry Potter's terrible Uh,
1: It, it's a big pro it's a big problem with Hollywood in general.
0: Right. People
1: I think I think they just assume that people need to know all that stuff where they don't really
0: Yeah, I mean it's then, the same way, like we don't need to know of those about those
1: things, things.
0: Yeah, like we don't need to know about midachlorines. Yeah. We don't need to know how the force works in people's blood. Uh it's better if it's a little bit of magic to it, a little bit of mystery. But anyway, oh, we got it. Okay. We gotta know how he lost his eye. <laughs> so there you go.
1: Because it's like one of those things where you just make it up yourself, and uh, like I always thought it was like right. some kind of like war injury or something like that, or yeah, lost in action or something like that. Yeah. Like so much scratched by an alien. Cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so yeah, and then she ends up fighting with Yon Rog uh, and sending him back to holla with a warning and uh it's pretty fun moment because he's he loves kind of for lack of a better word he loves mansplaining i hate that word but uh he he loves (laughs) telling her what she should do with her feelings and all this stuff but now she doesn't have that she took out that tracker thing and so she can defeat him and then she gives uh, fury the pager and where's she going at the end?
1: So she goes off with the scrolls to help them find a the new home.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the the scrolls. Okay. So I thought that's okay. so I
1: thought the second movie could be about is her trying to find the home for the scrolls. And it's obviously, they run into somebody in outer space, which is the bad guy. Maybe the grown you know, along those lines, and uh, uh, adventure in its use.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and so then the mid credit scene you have steve rogers you have black widow you have bruce banner and Rhodey, all there like very concerned watching the pager i'm sure it took all four of them <laughs> to watch the pager yeah. <laughs> uh, but there you go they're there and they're trying to figure out why it's not working. They're monitoring it and then all of a sudden behind them is Captain Marvel and asking where's where's Fury. And that was pretty awesome. I loved that make credit scene. It was so good. I was like, I really feel like Bree Larson and Scarlett Johansson are going to have good chemistry. I think they're going to be good. And it just made me really yeah, excited for This next movie,
1: yeah, and it was interesting that they actually showed it in this movie as opposed to um having that open infinity War, I guess they want to hit the ground running. But, uh, I guess having her arrive at the very start like that will uh they'll be able to do the, the sort of recap by telling you what's happened, I guess, you right? One, what's happened in the movie, or somehow the, the five people that see the
0: well, my hope is too, it'll save us from like too much kind of moaning and groaning at the, at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, we all know that they're coming back. Let's get right into the action. Let's not have this sad dystopian world very much. I want to get right in there. I'm not, I wasn't crazy about the, about the snap ending. So I just almost kind of want to get it done as quickly as possible. <laughs> Get things moving.
1: It's interesting the, the 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 story, but it's loosely based off. The snap actually happens at the very start of the story.
0: Uh
1: huh. So Thanos is already building the trains, and then he goes snap, and uh, it sort of moves on from there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to sort of yeah, like hopefully not too much moaning groaning. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. What what do you like better? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you like Infinity War or Black Panther better? I've
1: seen Infinity War more recently. I watched probably a couple of weeks ago, so it's fresher in my mind. So uh-huh. I think I'll probably go Infinity War. But I feel like the Black Panther had the, I like the visual style of it and sort of the feel of it a lot. Uh-huh. It has its own sort of flavor. I like Infinity War has its own flavor, but it's not as... Mm-hmm creative and uh, sort of unique yeah So sort feels of just uh superhero brand as opposed yeah. to like the weird superhero brand plus
0: africa and all that kind of thing as well yeah i i i prefer black panther but uh they're both good but i just like to uh, i like black got there a lot i thought it was really good but anyway i really liked the mid credit scene i thought it was great made me really excited to see what's gonna happen and like i really don't know how how captain marvel is gonna help enough like obviously there's gonna be some kind of time thing and i feel like we're gonna get something with ant-man and the quantum realm that's gonna figure in somehow so something between the quantum realm captain marvel and her powers She obviously has some time travel powers because she's there and she looks exactly the same yeah i wonder if maybe she just
1: doesn't age anymore because of her powers
0: mm, maybe I don't
1: know, but yeah so maybe she's like 40 40 years old now but who knows yeah it's a like it'll it all be explained i guess or it <laughs> could be one you when know, they, just, they just forget about it and then sort of but, the three movies down the track.
0: <laughs> but if they screw it up and it's super lame, it's some like if if it's just the Carol that that Captain Marvel just with her powers alone, if there's not more to it than just her being powerful, because it when what we saw in this movie, she's not close to Thanos's power. We were not at, we did not have that demonstrated. I mean, Thanos is stronger like stronger stronger than Thor stronger than I mean I didn't get a feeling that Captain Marvel was stronger than Thor in this movie
1: no uh, I guess I mean think of it this way like Thanos before he had all the Infinity Stones was able to beat up the Hulk so he was already on that base level strength and resilience
0: so Um, if, if they all of a sudden just pretend that she alone is enough to defeat Thanos and then she does without any kind of weird shenanigans going on I'll be very irritated (laughs) and if they it'll be it'll make me mad because if they don't end this good because I already wasn't crazy about the ending of the first one but that's not like the real ending this is like the real ending if it if they don't nail it and I'm confident they will because they always do um then these two movies Infinity War and Endgame will plummet down my list (laughs) I mean They have to nail this ending, but if they just pretend just because she's a woman and she's got like girl power or whatever, she can defeat Thanos, I'll be I will be irritated at that for sure. They need to Uh, make it better.
1: Considering the movie is rumored to be over three hours long, I've got
0: a feeling there's going to be more than that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on team intermission. I think they should have intermission. (laughs) It's going to be that long, but uh, (laughs) that's true. That's true. But anyway, so it's going to be really fun. I'm excited for it. It's definitely the movie event of the year for sure. And uh, then we did get one more scene where Goose spits up the the Tesseract at his post-credit scene. So that's how it ended up at S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we also saw Fury getting his eyeballs and then... Another thing we didn't really need explained was kind of lame. Uh, he looks at yeah. the plane of Carol Danvers and decides that it's going to be the Avengers initiative instead of, I forget what he had in place. Um, but yeah, it, was it was a little lame.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a bit on the nose, the whole uh, Avengers yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't need to be explained, like it's explanation for the sake of explanation.
0: Yeah. What grade would you give this?
1: I'd say I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, uh, yeah. So yep. I guess that's a B.
0: Yeah, same with me. So that, that's the same. I gave it an 8. 8 out of 10. Um, but, yeah, B is kind of where I'm at. Uh, I, I, like, went from, like, a B plus to a B. The more I thought about it, uh, on the second watch, I was solidly a B but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I really liked the mystery. I liked, and then I liked how it kind of wrapped up. I thought the action was fun. I liked the characters. I really liked Nick Fury and Carol together. Uh, That worked for me. I just thought... Yeah, it had a lot of fun moments, and overall I was entertained even though I was a little bored in the middle when they were all at that house. (laughs) And uh, what
1: what grade would you give um, uh, Nick Fury's uh, (laughs) scene?
0: Nick, the the young Nick Fury.
1: Young yeah, Nick Fury's uh yes yeah, me uh, skills, but so I'd give
0: that a C Oh singing school skills. Yeah. Uh, oh I I don't know, I'm not too hard on uh hard of because he was just trying to entertain himself. Uh, like uh i give him a, uh I'm gonna give him a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for Nick Fury. Um,
1: think Swivel
0: around. If he was on the voice to say that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's probably not going to be on the uh, on the Guardians of Galaxy soundtrack, but that's okay.
1: That's uh, all
0: right. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we did it. We covered it, and there you go. I, that is Captain Marvel. It's uh, certainly not the best Marvel movie, but it's certainly not the worst. Do you have a favorite? What's your uh, favorite?
1: Uh, oh, I <laughs> really anything really. It's it's um
0: It's tough, I know. It's tough. Uh,
1: I be been of Ragnar uh Ragnarok.
0: Oh it's so good.
1: It's just that it has its own sort of very yeah. unique style sort of humour, the the visual style of it as well as
0: Yeah. It's so good. I Uh, the avengers is my favorite it won me up won me back into comic book movies i just love it i think it is so cheerful and just so just makes you want to stand up and cheer everybody fighting together i love it i don't know i love loki he's the villain that makes it better (laughs) and so i love the avengers and i and then i love winter soldier thor ragnarok and then iron man those are my top four good choices yeah so all right well very good well how can people find you in your site and everything like that
1: yeah sure so uh you can find me at hellofcomics.com. so i explain uh, the complicated ideas around comics what to read uh where you can find comics all that kind of stuff so if you ever have any sort of questions find it confusing come to me be this way. Uh, you can also find me on facebook at howlovecomics.com as well as on Twitter as well. Great. So, yeah, feel free to tweet me if you, you know, if you think uh, I was right, I was wrong, whatever you want. Happy to have a conversation with you
0: yeah that would be really fun let us know in the comment section or on twitter and yeah you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media and on youtube and itunes if you're listening on itunes if you can give us a uh, ratings and reviews really helpful and if you're listening on youtube give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we really appreciate that, and uh, thanks again. And we will—we'll uh, have to talk again. The—the uh, the big one's coming up. The big event. Well, is Shazam oh, yeah. coming before. Shazam is
1: uh, coming up uh, before. before. Yeah. So, yeah. Before,
0: and I have—I yeah. have my yes. comic book of Shazam, so uh, so yeah, maybe we'll have to try to do that one. And but then the, definitely for sure, end game, There's gonna be a lot to talk about. So.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: So, okay. <laughs> can't look, can't wait. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.